This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Whether this Sunday or next Sunday, I will start from the Bible study and then we take you to normal service. The subjects of the fact that can a Christian be possessed? And I'm going to explain the problem with that statement. It is because of the interpretation that NIV puts about possession. Many times when NIV used the word possession, in the original Hebrew Greek it was a demonized person, not a demon-possessed person. Why not use the word demon possess? So possession means it belongs to the devil. So it's demonically possessed. So it's demon possessed. But to be demonized means that a demon is occupying a part of the person's life. So can a Christian be possessed of the devil? No. Can a Christian be demonized? Emphatically, yes. And there are many Christians that are demonized. So we are going to do demonology. It's a very funny topic. You know why? The Bible says we are not ignorant of the device of the enemy. Why there are strange teachings around that there is no original teaching on this subject matter? So men who understand the word of God and who will not go beyond the syllabus of the word of God must rise to teach the New Testament teaching on demons. Otherwise, people will speculate and believe whatever they want to believe. Did you hear what I'm just saying now? Amen. Praise the Lord. And the entrance of his word produces light. Where there is no light, darkness thrives. So Satan enjoys ignorance. There are prince. There are prince was one of such great people in the time of Kenneth Hagin. I remember when he died, Pastor Bakari said that one of the good men on the face of the earth have died. There are prince. As a two years to his death, he went to his granddaughter or daughter in UK. He was a very old man. I listened to the, he preached the message in John Nagy's church. Very powerful message. And while he was there, he went to see a consultant, and the consultant said, You have cancer. And he sat back at home and he was praying. It was Episcopal Church. Is that the word? Is that how to say Episcopal? Yeah, church. One of the young ministers there. An equivalent of a nurse or something like that just called somebody told him and he called the rabbi he said sir do you mind me coming to the house to pray for you and he said when the guy came in he was shy he sat he was looking at him, and he told the guy that no let me help you i don't expect that the cancer will disappear immediately but i do know that your prayer will help so be confident pray and the guy got up and he put his and then he put his hand on rabbi's shoulder and began to pray all of a sudden he felt like cats fighting in his chest. And he said, the roar came out of his mouth like a, like a terrified cat. And he heard the voice of the Lord. He said he just knew that the demon of cancer just left. This is why not all diseases are demonic. Even though Satan is the, origi- origi- the, the one that originates all diseases. is the root behind but not all are directly connected to evil spirit. But any disease 
that is being fueled by a demonic spirit will not be healed by ordinary healing anointing until the demon is asked to depart. The life source must be caught. Come for Bible study. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. Did you hear what I just said now? This is very important. And I think I don't know whether it was last, last uh, words that I was saying this, like what Jesus said. When he met the madman or gatherer who was totally put, that was a case of total possession. If you study Luke version and Matthew version, one of the versions tells the story a little more. He said, for he had said, come out of him unclean spirits. So Papa Egan explained it this way. Jesus said to that spirit, come out, and the spirit did not come out until Jesus said, how many are you there? It's not a call to start conversing with demons. They will just entertain you and lie to you. But at times, if you don't discern the particular spirit occupying a person, ordinary come out might not work. Did you get that? They seem to recognize when you call them out by name. When Billy or a robot was fasting and he came out of the place, the Lord said, walk down the street and he walked out. He said, turn right, turn. And he said, from today, you will know the nature of demon possessing a person. You will know the name and you will know the number. You will call them out by name. That was what the Lord said to when he gave him the healing anointing. And Jesus appeared to get taken also and he said that from today, the gift that is known as the sign of spirit in my world will begin to operate in your life. When you are in the spirit, you will know demons by name and by number and you will call them out. So he said, Jesus told him that if you put your hand on somebody's chair that you are praying for and one hand at the back, if the fire your hand jumps from hand to hand, the demon is present. If the fire is not jumping, the person only needs healing. Just pray that the person should be healed. Why did I share this? Take your eyes a little bit off talking about sickness or no. Most of the events around you have been influenced by foreign spirits. People don't know that this world is not as neutral as we think it is. That's why the Bible says, why we wrestle not against flesh and blood? If you ever think one woman being in your man, you are pretty much fall down and die, you are making a big mistake. You are no real enemy in the flesh. Somebody in the flesh can be used, but the greater victory is to switch up the spirit behind the person. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. So Apostle Paul did not speak to that demon-possessed girl. He spoke to the spirit possessing the girl. The Bible says Paul turned, Acts 16, and said to the spirit, not to the girl. If he had spoken to the girl, the spirit might have not left. Did you hear what I've just said now? Yes, Praise the Lord. So the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities. Against power, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness or wicked spirits in heavenly places. One of the stories that illustrates this very well, I think it's Ezekiel 28, talking about the king of Tyros and the prince of Tyros. King of Tyros and the prince of Tyros. If you read Ezekiel 28, the first 14 verses apply to a prince called King of Ty- Prince of Tyros. He was a king over Tyros. And the Bible said, thou art wiser than Daniel. And the Bible said, a lot of mighty things about this guy. He was such a rich guy. He said, because of your wealth, your heart is lifted up against God. You set your heart like the heart of God. Then from verse 14 or 15 down, was talking about the prince of Tyros. Now, the king that the Bible started with from the beginning to 14 was a physical king sitting on the throne. 
But from the later part, was talking about a demonic spirit influencing that guy, making him strong, making him wise, and making him conquer. Of course, the Grecian principality empowered Alexander the Great to conquer the rest of the world. That's why nobody could withstand it. It was not a physical strength. This apple doing the election in Nigeria. It's not about the will. This one is a good person. So it's a bad person. It's about who prevails in the spirit. It will have appear in the physical. Did you, did you hear that? Are you with me? See, saints must be aware of this. What will this do to you? It will change how you pray. Beyond Lord, give me breakfast. Give me lunch. To understand it that you have a responsibility over your office. Yes. Did you hear what I've just said? Over your family. The kingdom of darkness is well divided. Divisions are well made. And they try to place somebody in charge of families. That is true. As I began to pray, Angel was coming with, with, with Gabriel was coming with the answer. Daniel 10. And the priest of Pasha. Because Daniel was in Pasha. And right now, right as at that time, the Persian Empire ruled the world and they employed Daniel. And he was in Persia, probably as an Enoch in Persia. And it was the second heaven where the Bible battle took place. There are three heavens. First Corinthians chapter 12, Paul talked about being caught up to third heaven. Logically, there is third heaven, there has to be first heaven and second heaven. So he said he went to where God dwells. So we know from what Paul says, second Corinthians chapter 12, God dwells in third heaven. So who occupies second heaven? And what is, on, what is first heaven? First heaven is this immediate atmospheric heaven above you. That I will call heaven. Over this layer is a spiritual realm called second heaven. That is where most battles take place. Because if an answer is coming from where God is in third heaven, it has to pass through second heaven. So the priest of Pasha was waiting for Gabriel there and there was a battle for 21 days. And they, 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 Gabriel brought out his GSM phone and called Michael. Oh, Michael, Michael, Michael. And the Bible says Michael came. So Gabriel left Michael there with the prince of Persia and he came to answer Daniel. And he said to Daniel, from the first day you started praying, your voice was heard. I was sent with the answer from the first day. So many things that have been held back from you, it's not God. Say amen. Amen. <laughs> Dear Lord Jesus, this is a topic that we must sit down. I'm looking for one evening where we'll come and for three hours or two, we are going to look at this and then we'll pray for people also. This is very important. This is why you need to pray. And can I say this to you? It, it doesn't sound good, but you have to hear it very well. If you don't like fasting and prayer, you will not really, really, you will not move stunned spiritually. Another Christian, I believe, should fast at least once or twice in a way. You should fast. Jesus said, "Where you fast, not if you fast." Honestly speaking, some men have told them in America the reason for what is happening now. American church majority of them don't believe in fasting. Too much of coffee. We go for where? And I was in the conference there. Even one hour in church, they are serving us coffee in between. And this is why family, all kinds of things coming left to right, and it's affecting. Three days ago, I just opened the Facebook and there was a pastor championing abortion rights. The spirit enters their head as it's prevailing around and it has entered the church. How many gay pastors do they have in America? It's the environment. The demons are too strong for them, so they influence them. It's true. 
ministers who are genuine ministers in Nigeria are so hated by the devil because Nigerian church is a fasting church. As they do 100 days, they redeem, so they do 60 days. Even if you are devil, won't you get angry? So many people don't understand this is the reason for attacks against these men. I pray that Christians should understand what is going on. When the devil immediately he tried to stop the Lord from resurrecting from that grave, and he failed. So just lied. When the devil tries to hold you and you break, the next thing you adopt is that lies will be fabricated against you. And you have to live with the package. Till today in Israel, some people still believe that the body of Joseph was stolen. You can't wash yourself away from it. What patients or believers do understand this? It's not about what these men do. It's about who they are. Satan controls most of the media houses. And you have to understand that. When you rise tomorrow, the same attack will be measured against you. That's the truth. The priest of this world says that who are you to control things in the world without bound to us? You will pay their price for it. They will slander you. It is true. That's the nature of the warfare. But you see, as saints begin to pray, even things that happen in the media houses can be corrected. Because we can so much speak life to the atmosphere. But it is done by men who are given to prayer. And it must be coupled with fasting. My eye got open to something. And I will tell you this. We will talk about all this and that time. The sincere truth. The book of Ephesians, there's no portion of that Ephesians 1 to 6 written to an individual. The you there in check in Hebrew Greek. I, I went to check in Hebrew Greek. The you there is in capital. I saw it's in plural. That you, you means, let's say you in nature, the you in the, one of the few books in the Bible addressed completely to a church. And it's the book that talks about warfare. Actually, what if Paul was trying to say to the church in Ephesus is the fact that church will be successful. And I've heard Bishop Rebo say that before. When there are individuals in the church praying, it's not as powerful as when the whole church is praying. Very true. Let all Christians in Nigeria come together and just have a six hour, one day, one day fasting. And all churches obey it. All the demons will disappear from our country for a while. The powers that politics, it will shake. But division will not let us. So Satan is very wide. The fifth column principle, it will come into your midst, divide you. Because when we stand as one, he knows he's in trouble. How good and pleasant is it when brethren dwell together in unity? Psalm 133. So he fights unity more than anything. This is why See, I have made up my mind. Once, if, if I find anybody, a worker that is divisive in the church, in the spirit of love, I will tell you to go. Because you can affect what we are doing. And you must see to it that Satan does not use you to sow seed of discord. I get what I'm saying. This is why one of the people that should be warned as they are coming to church are those who like to complain. The bosses did not enter promise because of mumna and complainers who complain about everything. Those people they complain too much. When they are not sure, when they are not sure you, they complain. When they are this one, they complain. Everything come tomorrow, they complain. As they are coming, they are complaining. <laughs> they will destroy. It is true. But when you see a group of people ready to pray together, ah. Oh, there is so much power in prayer. There, the story of Solomon Island. Pastor, you told me the story. Amazing story. 
Every time missionaries were, I think some a pastor once went there in the days of old and did something bad. So they blacklisted Christianity. Missionaries went there and they were killed for free. And then this group of people decided they looked for a mountain that was close to that island. They did not enter. Jesus said, tarry until you are endowed with power from on high. They stayed for seven days, fasting and praying. When they finished praying, they entered the city and they began to preach. And as usual, they were arrested. As they were trying to kill them, the king of the town was sick. And they asked, can we pray for the king? So they took them to the king. And they prayed for the king. As we were praying for the king, why pray for the king? The king died. So, so the leader said that, well, this is <laughs> now <laughs> we, we are qualified to die. <laughs> then they, they put them in prison. Why try to mourn the guy? He woke up again. He had the dream of heaven and hell. And he told them that whatever these people have come to tell us is what God is saying. The king himself organized for the, for the crusade, organized the crusade and ordered everybody in town to be there. So the whole city got born again in one day. That can only happen when people are prayed. Yeah. I've heard a missionary trying to go to a village out of just zeal. And they both capsized and they all died. All of them. Even Fukiadujimo was in one. That only and one person survived and came out alive. When it comes to missions, I told you last week when Pastor Bakari messed up about the masquerade in Jebo, they bought, he told us another story before then, where he went to do crusades, where he was not sent to, and he was abusing all their gods. They carried him back to Lagos City. He said, so he decided, he called intercessors in the church, and they had seven days fasting and prayer. Then they went back there. They dealt with those people. Jesus said, this kind does not go out. You are not going to any city, but pray, 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 pray. Your office, your family, you need it. What I've said now, we let you know that, say, we are not playing because the enemy we are fighting, we are, it's not playing. Open up what I'm saying. Yes, Satan is not joking with his entire agenda. I just read that the churches in California now. They're about to be forced that they must be paying for abortion. They must be paying. From opposing it to now, not only will you accept it, you will pay for it. It's not joking. Our debt should go beyond, Lord, I want to pay house rent. Lord, it's a God cares about everything. But can we go deeper? So let's read Hebrews 6. Hope somebody's getting blessed. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Part of the calling of this church is that each member will be strong in the spirits. You know where we are going? A time we come. When you come on Wednesday or you come on Sunday like this, you come with stories of mighty things you've done between Monday and Friday. Say amen. amen. Very true. After service last Sunday, a sister approached me. She was here. Then she went to, she now lives in Australia, but just came back briefly. I said, Bachelor, we need the HOD in that place. Say so every Sunday we listen to the message of the church. He said things are cold. At first we wonder, is it because of cultural? Is it the cultural difference? Is it this one? Say so we found out no, because of the. He said we go to church every Sunday. He said, but when we call him, I said my husband, we just start playing the church message. I said we've not heard anything. America and Nigeria. The future of Christianity depends on those two nations. And if you understand spirituality, you understand why there's so much attack. Let me tell you the truth. 
The statement that Nigerian church is praying and nothing is happening is coming from Lord of Darkness himself. It's a statement to get us to stop praying. The impact of Nigerian prayer will soon be seen. You want to explain why we are why why we've not had civil war in spite of all that has taken place? When MK will die, let them happen in other countries. Things that have let other countries see us war, they've not been half or up, up to half of what has happened in Nigeria. There is a hand keeping our nation. For a president to look, even international community recognize that African presidents don't do this. When a man just said, you know what, my ambition does not work the life of millions, I'm stepping aside. You think he said that by himself? Show me an African president that was defeated that left. Is it Egypt? We want to talk about Algeria or where? Is it Mobutu? Which one of them left? And people think that people are not praying there. What happened in Sudan? What happened to Gaddafi? Go, I'm not going. What happened in all these places? And for somebody that has a legal chance to go second time to say that you know what? This is it, I'm going. When the men around him said that we are not going anywhere, those things are not ordinary. And this spirit they hide behind reasons to create war in nations. Everybody will think I am right and it will lead to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When they are asking for a prayer meeting, do your best to be there. In second years, before I became the president of Scripture Fellowship, I was in prayer department. When I joined our fellowship in Vessel of Ibadu, I was in prayer department. I was prayer coordinator before I was the president of the fellowship. Then I did joint Christian level UI. UI had 36 fellowship. I was, also, I was also the president of the joint Christian fellowship. But before I was, a year before I was the prayer coordinator of the whole UI, before I became the president of the whole UI. Prayers. How can we shy away from talking to your Heavenly Father? There is something about pacing up and down praying. The demons will hate you because you have come to frighten them. They don't like people praying. The Bible said we are going to look at, going to look at origin of demons and how can a Christian be demonized? What opens doors? How do they come in? We'll look at all those things. Very important. Is someone blessed? Hallelujah. You know, this same there priest was talking about. I will remind, I will give all these examples in detail because when you say stories will help people, when you see a Christian that is always sad, never happy, it is not nice. There is a spirit of heaviness. It is real. Depression is not nice, especially when a person is depressed and there's nothing on the outside that makes that depression logical. He has a good job, he's married or she's mad, and she's still depressed. That is, that's demonic. Somebody has to say to her or to him, in the name of Jesus, come out. Or better still, she can say it to herself. It's true. How can somebody, everything is fine on the outside, still be depressed inside? I know there are people who are like that. Hebrews 6 1. Bible says, therefore, leaving the element, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection. So there is perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of doctrine of baptisms, and of laying of hands, of resurrection from the and of eternal judgment. This we will do if God permits. Then he said, For it is impossible for those who were once a life thing, 
who have tasted the heavenly gift and are made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and of the powers of the age to come. These are strong words. Partakers of the Holy Ghost. So a man can become a partaker of the Holy Spirit. A man can demonstrate the powers of the age to come. There is another age coming. Oh, one of these days also we'll talk about soon and very soon. We are going to see the king when he shall come to reign on earth for 1,000 years and we shall reign with him. And we'll not be living in Nigeria. They'll be living in Zion. Where light does not go off. <laughs> are, are you with me? There is the age to come and there is the power of the age to come. It's a different age. But the Bible says some men in this age can walk in the power of the age to come. And they can become partakers of the Holy Spirit. They can taste the good word of the Lord. So Paul said, this is what we are talking about. Leave the elementary principle of the doctrine. So in the kingdom of God, we have the elementary principle. We are going to something higher. We, we were looking at this on the island yesterday. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God and it was no more for God to keep. But if you read very well, that's that, uh, uh, by Genesis chapter 5. If you start from verse 19, the Bible says, And Enoch gave birth to Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after, that's verse 20, he gave birth to Methuselah. After. The Bible is trying to show you that Enoch's walk with God started on a particular day. I want to encourage you. Can you begin to build a walk with God? The first 65 years of his life, there was no record that he walked with God. Something done on him one day. And Enoch made up his mind. And the walk with God was so deep. It was getting deeper and deeper that Jude spoke about him. He said, Enoch, the seventh man from Adam, prophesied. And he said, the Lord come with 10,000 of his saints to judge. Oh. Enoch was a man, seventh man from Adam, 6,000 years before Christ. Now, we don't know when Christ will return. The prophecy of Enoch in Jude, that Jude spoke about. Enoch spoke about the battle of Armageddon. And he must spoke about Revelation 19. I saw heaven open. And I saw the Son of Man coming on the white horse. Enoch was... He was relevant up to 10,000 years ahead of his time. He woke up one morning. He stopped seeing what others were seeing around. He began to see something else. He said, I see the Lord. Everybody, which Lord? We know God. Which one is Lord again? He said, he's coming down with 10,000 of his saints. Ready to give vengeance to the earth. He said, I can see it. Everybody was wondering. There is something called seeing the invisible. Yes, sir. Remember, I said, God lives in the past, present, and future together. When a man begins to walk with God, one of the things that will happen is that you are taken to things that happen in the past that man cannot unravel. So you begin to understand how Moses operated this. He wrote what happened in the Garden of Eden without being there. No, Moses wrote Genesis. He wrote it without being there. Then towards the end of his life, he spoke to Israel. He said, a prophet with the Lord raised that will be like me. And he was talking about the Messiah. He saw the past and he saw the future. Hallelujah. Amen. Because the Bible said that 
God didn't know anybody like Moses face to face. He decided to just press him deeper and deeper and deeper. The anointing of Moses was of a kind. The life that was in him was so strong that it took God himself to ask him to die. He was 120, was he climbing all the mountains? Ah! God said, okay, you know what? Go to the mountain, Mount Nebo, and die. This is deep. Even Aaron, his brother, Numbers 20, God told Moses, take Aaron to the top of the mountain, remove the Aaronic clothes from him, then he will die. For that garment was the symbol of his anointing, he protected him. These are actually some manifestations of the power of the age to come. That's why there's a speculation that John did not die. Probably still alive, we don't know, because Jesus said, as he was going after resurrection, Peter said, so Peter and John were following Jesus. And Peter said, what shall this man do? He was talking about John. And Jesus said, if it is my will that he remains till I come again, what is your business with that? I have said to you, follow me. And John said, from that, people started speculating that he wouldn't die. I believe that statement has something to do with the reason why they put him in hot oil and he refused to be fried. And check the Bible. Nobody spoke about life like John. First John 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. That which we have seen from the... Ah, God! Hallelujah! He didn't speak like any other apostle. He said that which we have heard. Others heard it and stopped there. He said we, we saw it. Others saw it and stopped there. He said I handled... That means it has become something tangible. He says, so that's what we are telling you about. I'm not telling you theory. That's what John was saying. I'm telling you what I heard, what I saw, and what I handled. And he called said that life. He was calling Jesus life. He said that life. There was a revelation of life given to him. Yes, sir. And the revelation that you function by will be the expression of your life. Yes, the same John said that he that is born of God keepeth himself and the wicked one cannot touch him. Can that be the reason why he refused to die? Probably. But that was his philosophy. Born of God, keepeth himself. The wicked one cannot touch him. They fed him, gave him to Lion. Lion refused to eat him. Lion came, snipped the guy, and walked away. So Nero said, Okay, you know what? Put him in a. Just, we don't want him to preach. He will not die. Just throw him in one day and let him die there. And instead of him to die, he started seeing revelation. <laughs> he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a voice. He said, I turned, he saw the Son of Man. Of course, when Jesus was on that, he used to put his head on Jesus' chest. But he saw the Lord in glory. He died. <laughs> and Jesus just came and touched him and said, I am the, I love the way Jesus talks. No much words. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Stand up. That means, why are you dying? Life is here. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. One of the days that Regina was taken to that journey in heaven and he saw the master. Every time Jesus spoke, I looked at Jesus, Jesus had changed. And he said, Lord, why are you changing? You've changed many times. He said, I'm not changing. You are the one. He said, every word I speak to you, a scale is falling off your eyes. So you are seeing me as you should see more and more. If you are taking to heaven and you see Jesus ten times, you will not see the same person. As you grow in him, the light that you can perceive will increase. So when you see him at the beginning, that was what happened when Mary saw him after resurrection. She thought it was a gardener. Yes. Then he called her name. He said, Mary. And Mary turned and was like, wow, my Lord and my God. Jesus is multidimensional. Yes, sir. It takes revelation to see him. 
and revelation is in dimensions have you ever heard before why the angels cry only day and night it's not a sweet song that they want to sing they are compelled to they worship before the fashion of the seraphims Isaiah 6 who has six wings when they see God they say only 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 are you Lord Almighty and they bow when they lift up their eyes they see another level of glory until eternity there's no end to that wonder so they won't stop shouting holy they look at him again you are holy you are holy ah you are holy and they will be in that state forever because he is the endless one there are 24 elders from before we're born till forever they keep removing their crown to say thou art worthy O lord <laughs> to receive glory forever they keep singing that song who are the 24 elders another day I enjoy suspending you <laughs> see just make evil that's all you <laughs> will glory to God is somebody with me <laughs> oh Jesus Christ we love you Lord we love you Lord one of the things that will happen to when you see Jesus is that fear will die exactly what he said to John we start reading you that he is truly the Alpha and the Omega when Kenetegi saw his feet he fell there and he wept forever and Jesus said stand up then you will know the one who has sent us that the noise of the news can't stop him. He is the Almighty. Himself is the door. He said, I'm the one that opens and no man shuts. And when I shut, no man can open. He's a Lord of hosts. He is a lion. He is also the lamb. Mighty one. Mighty one. Hallelujah. Amen. Fear will just die. You are not anxious of anything again. The mighty one. And as we press into deep things of God, these are the dimensions we are opened up to. You might not see physical as some of you might. But something begins to happen to you when you start pressing deeper into prayer. Enoch decided to leave this mundane realm, this ordinary realm, and started pressing for something higher. And one morning, he started seeing what God was saying. You know, God said, surely the Lord will do nothing except he reveals it to his servant the prophet so that was why he came down in Genesis 18 and he said shall I add my plan from Abraham Abraham became God's friend that God could tell that was what I put to Enoch also one day I said Enoch was worshipping God God said to him let me show you what the end shall be and he said I said Lord come with 10,000 of his saints and give enjoyment he saw the future even when Jesus we are here to see but Enoch saw it and the Bible is saying that Enoch started his work on a particular day. Can this meeting end? Can you get home and begin to build your work with God? It will be followed by creating special time of prayer. It is true. When you start praying specially, if a person is being oppressed by an evil spirit, maybe you, the first thing that the demon becomes restless and be looking for a how to burst out in no time. Then the Holy Spirit will start giving you words. The Lord wants fellowship more than any other thing. Human beings are interested in God doing things for them. God is interested in God being a friend, a fellowship, a relationship, a deep fellowship, intimacy. It's what the master wants. 
He will come down everywhere at the garden looking for Adam. It's as if God is looking, God is longing for fellowship with man. He created man for that reason. God cannot fellowship with angels. It's not their call. He only fellowships with man. Man is important to God more than angels. A lot of people don't know. Man is important to God. Angel can never say I love you to God. They are not qualified to say so. It's not their call. They obey his orders. Only woman can tell that I love you. And you know what? When you say I love you early in the morning or anytime, it touches the heart of the father. He is not the father of angels. He's God of angels. But he's a father of a Christian. So when you say, I love you, Lord, even angels are building it. When Peter will say the things that angels desire to look into, but it is not given to them. What a privilege. How can a Christian backslide? When we are given this privilege, this privilege, how can you have this privilege? I believe in anyhow. How can a Christian have this privilege? And one boy is tying out down somewhere. How can everyone wants to host, they want you to host them. And you are hosting one girl. Hiya. Are you hearing me? When people know this, they walk, walk, just you just get up and walk away from anything. Yeah, a Christian can stumble. There's provision for forgiveness being made available. But you don't want anything to hold you down anymore. Look at what I've shared with you tonight. At times you feel like sitting down with Jesus all day long, just singing and worshiping him. And a dimension of power is flowing through you. And your, your, your attention is not even about the power. It's about the fact that you have found the master. After Billy Graham did all the crusades, they asked him, what is the greatest joy that you have? The souls you have won. He said, bless God for the soul. Well, he said, but if I am to come to this world again, I will sit there in my house more. Open my Bible man and tell Jesus how much I love him more. He said, that's what pleases him more than all other things. Because other things can be and now there should be an outflow of those things. Are you with me? Yeah. Benin said that worship is stronger than service. That in the scheme of things, worship is more important to God than service. It is true. When they say wakes up in the morning and your hands are lifted up, it moves the whole of heaven. One of the scenarios that Rejoiner saw, people criticized him for saying that in America, but he told them, as he said, that's what he saw. That he spent a brief moment to see the Father on the throne. Of course, that's because many people saw God. I mean, he revealed himself. Daniel said that ancient of days, thrones were cut. Daniel chapter 7, and, the, the, and God sat down. And he said that he was with Christ. And Jesus said, let us see the Father. And he said he fell asleep like a brief moment. He was in heaven, yet he was saying to another part of heaven. And he said he saw a being on the throne. All of them have said the same thing. You cannot describe him. It can't be described. You know, the best you will say, you say that something like rainbow, but a man on the throne. He said, I saw millions around this throne ministering to him. He said it was so sure that Jesus said that if you beheld him more than that, you will not survive it. So he was made to see briefly. He said he saw millions upon millions and the throne was so huge and somebody sat. He said, but all of a sudden, the guy focused his attention on a small part and Jesus said, you know what he's looking at? And Jesus made him to see a little village on earth where people gathered no instruments and they were composing they saw singing to God and Jesus said this touches the heart of my father more than anything and he said when that little group was, when they were singing God closed his eyes a little and everyone and I became dark 
what a bill. And he said that I'm moved by these little people. It shows that you can be, see, a time will come. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. When the Lord pushes us, which is about to do now, into the center of his assignment for this church, many of you, you will have assignments. Okay? You come to church on Sunday, you are a choir member. But on Monday to Friday, you are a minister. Maybe you have your own business. Maybe you work in the office. Maybe every Friday evening, you go to a village or to a local area and you lead people to Christ and mighty miracles happen there. And you come back to church on Sunday and you are still an usher. That is the church Christ is looking for. In the early days of Christianity, he entrusted some people with that power. They went to start a church. That's why we have many people fight here and there, in-house fighting and all kinds of things. But the power will return back to the body of Christ when saints can be trusted. That somebody is a media department in the church carrying camera. Yet on Friday, on Saturday, it does a conference for 10,000 people and there are miracles. People are healed. Somebody will be a member of the church yet to do marriage seminar and 5,000 people will come for your marriage seminar and their marriages are restored and you are still a member of the church. Charles and Francis Hunter are two couples who have healed any more than any other person. They are in their 80s probably. They were there when Joel Austin was born. They were at his naming ceremony. They are members of his church. Their crusade, they get to 100,000 people. Joel Austin church is 40,000. Now, this was his son that they were there when he was born because they were experienced friends. They have their house in Houston. When they are at home, they go to Joel Austin's church and they are not elders in the church. They sit at the back and they open their Bible. Old couples, husband and wife, in their meetings, amputated legs go out. They never ask Joel Austin once that can I do, let's do miracle crusade in your church. That's not their call. In Nigeria, the person will say that sorry, can I preach next Sunday? Yeah, Jelosin has I've not seen him praying for Eddie. But Charles of Russia, they say every time we're in the church, we get blessed. They recognize that they were anointed for field work. Also, I believe is a member of a Baptist church. God is looking for men again who will be like this. Because power can corrupt. Once people start healing the sick, they must start something. I know why we're all starting. Everybody wants to be a champion or whatever. Oh, when we get to every to be the other way around. Are you are you hearing me? So if I share deep stuff like this, it's because I am talking to ministers. Some of you will go to all those places here, Australia and the rest. Some of us might stay permanently here. Maybe that's my assignment to stay, but some of you will go to all those places. We will only visit you for a conference. You are the one doing the work there. You have a fantastic job, yet on Friday night, you do meetings for people and there are mighty miracles recorded. Some of you, your peculiarity will be that when you pray for people, they must get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you see people coming to your place until you start renting the place, ministering to them. Yet on a Sunday morning, you are a quiet brother in the church. That's what Jesus is looking for. As I look at you now, what I just said in the last three minutes, I say prophetic statement of the future of this church. That's what I see in all of you. You will not be those who sit down one bench. No. When you come on Sunday, testimonies we are sharing, you're talking about 500 people you led to Christ. Oh, that I was praying for a woman in the office and deaf and dumb she was in. Those are the things that members will come and share on Sunday. And it does not enter the idea just like that. You pull into a foolish to buy fuel. You come down from your car. Somebody, and then you pray. My pastor, I was with he tell women when he told her. Until it was at the airport one day, somebody was manifesting epilepsy. There was a seizure and both were on the floor. The girl came out with big earrings with high heel shoes saying the name of Jesus Christ. 
something like a white stone came out of the guy's mouth and he was healed. My pastor changes. But he came to report himself in church. Because he couldn't even do anything. How God wants to use people. Did you hear what I've just said? I don't need the jets. But I pray that many of you will have. When there is a problem somewhere, you go and distribute food. So when people come to our church and they see 70 jets outside and not belongs to the pastor, their mouth, they will shut up their mouth. So, okay, I pray for a church where I'm, I'm the only one that does not have a jet. See, if you all have, I already have, so I don't need any personal one. If I'm going to just say, sister, so can I use your jet? But they said that there's one in Somalia, you are flying there to give them food. As we prepare our hearts, we'll get to these things. This will be the, I believe we will have hospital one day and the treatment there will be absolutely free. Amen. One day we we'll accommodate 100,000 people without collecting a dime from them. Amen. We thank God for those who have built universities. People pay and we thank God. They show not that it can be done. The next step is somebody to do it and do it, make it free. I imagine sort of having a secondary school in every local government in Nigeria of international standard. And a doubtful driver can say that my son is in that school because of that church. And they are not paying that. You give them down to uniform and they are no stale. That's what I think about. If this church is led by the Lord to build, what about buying a generator that can supply the next 500 houses to this church? When we put on our gen, we supply light to 500 other houses. You think they will say we are disturbing them? They will be saying, Pastor, are you know, you need to have more services. <laughs> Like <laughs> as you only do Wednesday and Sunday. Why, why don't you do Thursday and Friday? Because when you are in church, they have lights on, and you are not compelling them to be Christian. No, it's just the goodness of God from us to them. We love you. Our school, if you are a Muslim, you want to attend, you are welcome. You might know you cannot have a Muslim or anything, but you are welcome. Free of charge, like every other person, freely will receive, freely will give. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you ready for this? This is our calling. This is our assignment. This is what we are given to do. This is what we are given to do. Just worship him. Give him praise. Just give him praise. See, I told you earlier, just worship him. Bless his name. Can you pray that, Lord, thank you, I have a part in this, and I will walk in it. It will strengthen you. It will strengthen you. You are very important to God. Very important to God. There's nobody here that's not important to God. Maybe you are listening to me, you are still managing to, you, are, you, are, I mean, you feel you still do some wrong stuff, you know, but you are still important to God. In spite of that, He has a plan for you. Only saying that son, daughter, step up into the plan that I have for you. Why am I hearing my spirit that somebody needs to let go of your relationship? It's injuring you from walking in what you ought to walk in. I don't know whether this is a guy or a lady, but I hear this in my spirit. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Inside you, you always feel that some, this relationship pulls you back. When you pray and you think about it, you feel like, Lord, I'm sorry. But the Lord is saying, right now, you need to make the final decision. Just let go of it. It will let you press into what you are supposed to press into. Jesus will bless your name. We give you praise, we honor you, we worship you. Oh, we give you all the glory, we honor you, we bless you, we worship you. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, Masande Kalima Andro Kushalamande Brakizo Kustelemanda Kasizo. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your word. Help us to live. Live out this word. Live in this realm. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The days we are in, they demand that we pray deeply. We meditate on the word of God like never before. For the glory of the saints to be revealed to this world that we live in. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.